Thank you for coming this morning, in spite of all the weather in our driveways, and thank you for your commitment to Christian faith in this season of Lent. The 40-day weekdays and Saturdays from Ash Wednesday to Easter. In Lent, we have 40 days to fast from the habits that take us away from God, and 40 days to feast on the habits that bring us close to God. And then, on the six Sundays of Lent, we rejoice in our progress and reflect on the habits of discipleship that lead us away from godly living. We started our Lenten fasting and feasting on Ash Wednesday when we were asked to return to God as God's dust. Children of God, amazingly and wonderfully made by our Creator, 
who are meant to return to God sooner rather than later. We had a beautiful Ash Wednesday service, and I thank everyone who was able to attend it. As beautiful as it was, though, it's sad to reflect that the very same day that we were celebrating our return to God through faith, children and teachers in Florida were being murdered in a school by a person who had lost his way in life. And so as we reflect on our progress in Lent, we must first reflect on how pure hearts and faith are absolutely essential for us to return to the ways of God so that we can act faithfully as disciples. Would you pray with me, please? Loving, caring God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we have heard your word, and we seek to respond to it in our hearts in the middle of yet another tragedy of human loss that staggers our minds and tears at people's hearts. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. I have seen a lot of amazing discipleship in this church in the short time that I've been here. I've seen people deeply committed to the mission of this church. People who give generously of their time, their treasure, and their talent whenever and wherever they can. Just the other day, I dropped off about 20 bags of canned soup, dry goods, dry foods, and dishwashing detergent that people had collected in little over a week at a four-arm soup kitchen. And the volunteers at the soup kitchen were amazed, including some volunteers from other United Methodist churches. And earlier in the week, our United Methodist women assembled and delivered these beautiful bags for people in our family shelter, filled with toys to bring joy and practical gifts. We are a church in mission and it brings God's glory to this earth. But one of the most amazing things that I've seen in recent days in this church is a team of women devoted to cleaning this church from top to bottom. From our sanctuary to our kitchen to our classrooms, every square inch that could be cleaned has been cleaned. Our balcony is now a clean and well-organized space, if you can believe it. And our winter village scene is tucked away safely in cabinets while freeing up space in those cabinets. It's wonderful to see this happening, but even more wonderful to see the joy that these disciples bring to their work. This place sparkles not just because it's purified, but because of their pure joy. If only purifying our hearts could be so easy. If only we could give to God the grime of our sins, the wounds that we carry from a sinful world, and make our hearts pure again, as easily as we could take some Murphy's oil soap to some woodwork. If only we could return to God and surrender our hearts to be purified by God immediately 
persistently and insistently, as simply and as surely as we wash our hands in the bathroom. We're devoted in this season of Lent to finding out how we can let God purify our hearts. It's a simple task, but it's not always an easy task. And we know many things now about the tragic events at Parkland High School on Ash Wednesday. The 17 students, teachers, and staff who died, and the many others who were injured, were shot by Nicholas Cruz, age 19, who was using one Smith & Wesson semi-automatic rifle and dozens of ammunition clips. Nicholas Cruz is a young man who is clearly disturbed. By all reports, he's a young man who was addicted to thoughts of violence and hatred. In his confession of his crime, Cruz said that the devil himself was urging him to undertake this mass shooting. In America today, an issue of violence and hatred such as that suffered by Nicholas Cruz is quite common. Troubled families such as the one that Nicholas Cruz grew up in are quite common. Pressures to push such people over to the edge, into the madness of such violent acts through their addictions are quite common. And so, in our nation, it's sad to say, shootings such as the one suffered by the families of Parkland, Florida, are quite common. It is not guns that are killing our children and fellow citizens. It is our addictions and the many institutions that are devoted to feeding our addictions that are killing them. Hearts that are not focused on seeking the purity of God's love are easily led into addictions, addictions that lead to sin. Amen? Amen? And hearts that are not seeking purity in the hands of God's love will see the work of the devil freeze in their tracks and give the devil the benefit of the doubt. Not everyone is frozen in the face of sin. We can thank the teachers and staff who responded with pure hearts at Parkland High School and who saved many, many lives through their acts of bravery. And we can thank the students and families of Parkland High School who put aside their temptations to freeze in their tracks and rally to speak out against the violence that had torn their community apart. Pure hearts are not frozen hearts. A frozen heart is a sinful heart as much as a violent and hateful heart. Noah did not have a frozen heart. In the middle of a world filled with incredible violence and sin sinfulness, Noah, a simple man, a humble man, a common man, a man who tried to love God in spite of his very human limitations, responded to God's incredible challenge to save a remnant of life from a terrible flood. 
Noah responded to God's call and followed God's plan to build a lifeboat for his family and the creatures of God's creation, in spite of everything that a sinful world said against him. Noah, his family, and God's creatures endured 40 days of flooding in his boat as God purified the earth. Noah was not perfect, but he was perfectly willing to seek God's purity for God's sake, for his sake, for the world's sake. And when 40 days were over, the rain stopped, the earth was purified, dry land returned, and hope returned. It was then that God made a covenant through Noah, a covenant that God would always trust that at least one pure heart would emerge from the world to respond to God's call for purity in the face of sin. The ages would come and go, but God would be steadfast in trusting that the pure love of God and of all that God had created could dwell in human hearts for the sake of all creation. Thousands of years after Noah, a man approached the waters of the Jordan for baptism by John, a prophet of Israel, who called for people to return to their God. John asked people to purify their bodies in the waters of the Jordan as a sign of their willingness to return to God. The man who approached John, though, was not just a man. He was Jesus, the Son of God, the purity of God's love in the flesh. Jesus had no need of waters to purify his heart, but Jesus allowed John to baptize him so that his human flesh would reflect his will to follow God's ways. Jesus fasted in the desert for 40 days, just as Noah had fasted from the land for 40 days in his boat. Mark's Gospel tells us that wild animals surrounded Jesus in the desert, just as wild animals had surrounded Noah in the ark. Jesus was like Noah, but more than Noah. The devil himself could not tempt Jesus to sin, and angels surrounded Jesus to protect him. The heart of Jesus was as pure as pure could be. And so, God's covenant promise to Noah was fulfilled. The earth would always have a Savior to remove us from our sins. In Lent, we're called to return to God. In Lent, we're called to God to purify our hearts so that we may act for God in a godly way. The consequences of us doing so are life and death for us and for God's world. God relies on Jesus to be the source of salvation for all of creation, and God relies on us to be disciples of Jesus who choose day by day, moment by moment, to seek out the pure heart of God in Christ together. In our flesh, we're weak. But in Christ, together, we can become strong together. As strong as only the pure heart of God can be. 
we can rejoice in the pure love that God has given us in Christ. We can rejoice in the promise of pure love that we can seek together in Christ. Let's use this Lent to draw our hearts together in the purity of God's love as we fast from sin and feast on the ways of God together. Amen. Before we begin, please be seated. Before we begin the prayers of the people, I've asked Sally Dow, our lay leader, to uh, talk about our Lenten boxes, which are both for our prayers and our devotions. Sally? When the worship team got together and started talking about Lent and what did we want to do for Lent, and one of the members asked about Lenten folders or, or Lenten boxes. And we tried to, as we were going up, if we'd either put a dime or we'd put a quarter in it, and there would be a Bible verse to read. You know, they would ask you to say a prayer. You know, when you're doing this, it's kind of like you're sacrificing something every day during Lent for God. And it was a way to remember this. And so we said, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Let's talk about it a little bit longer. And we also thought, well, if we're going to collect money, what, what would we do with it? And, and it was suggested maybe a mission project or something. So that if it's going towards something, so you can, um, it, we're not looking for big money, whatever people want to donate. It's thinking about God daily. It's doing, either doing good for somebody, say, Hey, I I did something good. I want to celebrate it. So instead of having a big party, I just put a quarter in the box. Say, I did something good today. Or saying a prayer, and if it's something you need, you know, take take like a post-it like this, and it's on the back of your bulletin. Write the prayer on here, and you can either you know stuff it in the box or stick it on the outside and read it and say, hey, this is, you know, something I want to think about. And when you bring your box back on Easter, which is what we were asking everybody to do, bring it back on Easter and then we'll go through the prayers. You don't have to sign your name to them if you don't want to. And we'll write them up in church or we'll pray on in some group. Just lift them up to know that you're cared about. Now, I've got a few more boxes up here. I don't know if everybody got one or if they want one. So, you know, you can come up here and pick it up and take it home and bring it back in Easter time. Hope it made sense. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sally. 
If you have any uh, questions, ideas, please come up and see Sally after worship. It is time now for the prayers of the people, the time when we lift up our joys and concerns, our pains and our healing. This week, we're praying for Jean King. Oh, it's from Jean. Oh, pardon me. Jerry's friend, who has a very similar name. It took me a moment to figure this out. I'm sorry. Jean King, as opposed to Jean King, uh, who's homebound with pancreatic cancer. Um, please hold her in her your prayers. Uh, we pray for David, who is ill. We pray for Carolyn Pierce, Jamie's mom, who is not well. We certainly pray for the people of Parkland, Florida, and for all our nation who are suffering from senseless violence in a world of troubled hearts. And we pray for the people of our community. And as we've been doing since Christmas time when this jar had 52 prayers in it, we pray the prayer of people from Maryland. And this is from Luz Angelica Alamo. Thank you, God bless you, happy holidays. Please pray for my breast cancer survivor mom, Luz Ramos, my family, siblings, good health, love, and happiness. Please, please pray. This is beautiful. Please pray for all going through some very difficult times. Then last but not least, peace on earth. A beautiful prayer. Would you pray with me, please? Loving God, healing God, God who can lift up and transform things far beyond what we can imagine. We are your humble servants. Sometimes we stagger along in doubt and in darkness. And sometimes we don't know which way to turn to find your everlasting love. Sometimes our bodies overwhelm us. Sometimes society overwhelms us. And sometimes, through the clouds, after days and days of darkness, the rains of our doubts stop, and the light of your grace shines through. We pray for such grace now in our hearts, O oh Lord, that we may enter a time of purification as your children of God, Encourage us to return to you fully. Encourage us to be purified by you fully. Encourage us to grow together in you as fully as we can as children of God in Christ. Help us this to be a transformative Lent for us and for the world as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We do have a redeeming, loving, powerful, amazing God. And I truly thank you for all the work that this church does to make the world believe that. And so I thank you from the bottom of my heart as we approach the throne of grace through our tithes and offerings to encourage our community to have hope in God through Christ. away everything that's cold and prepares us for the warmth of God. So we have a charge to keep and let's say it together. God can lead us together to faith that will wash our hearts clean and help the world to be washed clean. Find pure faith, deep faith, life-changing faith today. And now, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us and be gracious unto us. And may the Lord lift up God's countenance upon even us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people of God who love to worship here say with plenty of enthusiasm, Amen! Amen.